Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, and soon to be released Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you'll be encouraged. So when I have time budget for my day as well, it allows me again to be fully present where I am. And that's really my hope of, you know, juggling a lot as the um, subtitle talks about, but doing it from a place and space of peace and joy because we've been intentional and pre-decided so you can be fully present where you are. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad to get to hang out with you again this week. And you're just listening to a short clip from my friend, Crystal Payne, who is here to offer us some really practical, helpful, encouraging advice. She is most known as the money-saving mom. She's been around the internet for a long time, sharing advice and tips and so many helpful ways to save money. And now her new book, The Time-Saving Mom, How to Juggle a Lot, Enjoy Your Life, and Accomplish What Matters Most, just released into the world, and it is so good. I am seriously a fan. Crystal and I will talk about how we got to meet in real life. I actually spent some time at her home last fall when I was in Tennessee and just really have grown to admire and appreciate so much about Crystal and her life. And so in this conversation, she's going to share some practical help for organizing our time, for getting our priorities straight and really simplifying how we approach our schedules. But then I also ask her at the end to share a little bit about another part of her life that I am just fascinated with and so encouraged by, and that is her heart for fostering and adoption and a son that recently they were able to adopt who has pretty severe special needs. And so she's going to tell part of that story as well. And it really does blend with her book story because as you will hear, uh, this was all happening, <laughs> not not according to her plan, according to God's plan, but the whole adoption and fostering and then finding out she was pregnant all happened while writing her book. So she really had to walk her talk and take time management seriously. And she's done 
such a great job. So I think you're going to just love hearing from her, getting to know her a little bit better. And so I'll just dive right in. I don't want to take any more time other than to say thank you for being here. And once again, thank you for walking with me through this recent season where my book, Raising Amazing, was being released into the world. Hopefully by now you've all gotten a copy. Maybe you're listening to it on Audible, um, but you can always find links to that. They will always be in show notes. And all my show notes are at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Today's episode with links to everything Crystal and I talk about will be found at monicaswanson.com forward slash crystal dash pain. And that's P-A-I-N-E. All right, friends. So without further ado, let's dive in and hear from Crystal about being a time-saving mom, how we can juggle a lot, enjoy our life and accomplish what matters most. Sounds good, doesn't it? Here we go. Hey, Crystal, welcome back to the podcast. I am so honored to be here. And I feel like I was really looking forward to this conversation because I got to have you in my home not too long ago, like all the way from Hawaii. And I just feel like now we're just like kindred sisters because we've met in person and hung out. So. Truly. Oh my goodness. I have so much to say on that. And I I couldn't agree more. It was such a treat to get to see you and your family in action and and just had so much fun um, just being at your home. And so we'll we'll touch on that as we go here. But for those who don't know you, tell us where we were at your house and kind of a little bit about your life and your family. Yeah. So my husband and I have been married for 20 years. We celebrated our 20th anniversary in January and we live in the Nashville, Tennessee area. We're originally from Kansas. We have six kids. Um, Our oldest is turning 18 tomorrow as of um, when we're recording this. And then we have a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old. We had 10 years of secondary infertility. And then surprise, um, we have a two-and-a-half-year-old biological daughter and then a two-and-a-half-year-old little boy that we fostered for 22 months and recently adopted. And then we have a seven-month-old. So um, (laughs) life is never, um, never boring, that's for sure. And we have our feet in a lot of different seasons. Um, but oh. it's wonderful and it's full. And um, in the, I guess you say the cracks of time, I work full time um, yeah. running moneysavingmom.com and also write some books and have a podcast. So, oh my goodness, just my head spins just hearing all of that. I'm like, wow, you are doing a lot at once. But as we're going to talk about, you're doing it really with a ton of joy. And I know you're human, you get tired, I'm sure. But you've got some systems, you've got a way of approaching things that just inspires me. And and just by being there again in, in real life last fall, Tennessee, that was so great. I had never been to Tennessee. So that was like fall in Nashville. Hello. Like that was just so special. I'll always remember that. But being able to see it all in action and just truly, I've been so inspired by you, Crystal. And I just want to say that for anyone that has followed you, you know, money-saving mom, all the things that you do online, I can just say from what I saw, you're the real deal. Like you are living it. You are, your kids are just precious. And I just had such a great time throwing leaves with your daughter in the yard and <laughs> to see your home. She, she like grabbed my hand and took me straight into your master bedroom where your husband was holding a baby. Like it was so real and I loved it. So thank you for what you do and for being so authentic with all of us. And, and then you know, sharing it in your books and online and all the places. So thank you for what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, my hope is just that 
I just share kind of from where I'm at. Like this morning, mm-hmm. I actually woke up and I was tired and I hadn't made good choices with prioritizing sleep, which I talk about mm-hmm. in the book. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, we write these books. I, I know you know how this is. We don't always live them. We have to preach this to ourselves. And I was on Instagram talking about how, you know, I know this and I advocate this. Mm-hmm. But I forget this sometimes that I have to mm-hmm. be reminded by oh, I'm really tired. Hmm, That's probably because I wasn't wise in my bedtimes this past week. Right? I just love you. It does. But I love how honest you are. And that's why people keep tuning in because they want to hear an authentic um, story of somebody who's in it and walking it out. So I'm super excited. And I said before we got on like this, your, your new book, that probably as this comes out, I think has just released, but I'm so excited uh, about your new book, The Time-Saving Mom, How to Juggle a Lot, Enjoy Your Life, and Accomplish What Matters Most. I always say, you know, we all have our things that maybe we're more natural at, or we just think of ourselves as being good or gifted at, and then other things that we're not so good at. And I'm just going to say, I think the things you're good at are the things I'm not so good at. And maybe because of that, like, there are certain things we just don't naturally gravitate towards, but that doesn't mean we can't be good at them. And like I was telling you before we recorded, my husband and I have been working on a budget on just getting more organized with our finances. And I'm so excited because I feel like maybe I just assumed I'm never going to be good at this. Oh, well. And I'm like, no, I can challenge that. I can get good at this, or at least I can learn how. And time management is so similar. My husband and I were just talking about time management. And I was like, you know what? I think it's kind of like a budget. And you talk about that in your book. So I am so excited to dive in. Um, will you just tell us a little bit about how this book came to be from all the other things you've done? Yes. So when I first started Money Saving Mom in 2007, wow. I <laughs> no, I'm like a great grandma blogger at this point, but um, <laughs> so I was sharing all these ways that you could your grocery bill and things that you could do to save money, which is something I'm really passionate about. But then people started saying, well, I'd love to do that, but I don't have time. Like I'm just mm. barely surviving. You're barely treading water. And I realized, okay, there's a deeper thing here. We need to address mm. intentional living before we can yes. address intentional finances. And so mm. I started sharing more about that, just systems and rhythms and routines that helped our family. Um, Just with really the end goal of helping people to have the margin in their life to be able Mm. to finances in order. But then I realized that I am more passionate about just living intentionally than just Mm. finances because that's great. I'm really passionate about helping people to get their finances in order so that they can do things that make an impact. But we also, I want to live my life intentionally. And I opened up the book talking about when I was 18 years old, I um, gave a speech at our, my I love this story. Because I was the valedictorian, but because I was homeschooled. And so when you're homeschooled, <laughs> you have a really small graduation ceremony and you can give a speech. So I, I gave the speech and my thing that I wanted people to leave that room with was time is short. And so I said mm. that times in the talk and just shared about that. And so it's something that has always been kind of my heartbeat. Mm. 
And so 2007, um, that was years ago, but I kept kind of just writing about that and sharing about that. And as we've, our family has grown and expanded and God has given us opportunities to be stretched through um, a little boy that we just recently adopted. His name is David. Um, He came to us in a really, really um, difficult state. He was very malnourished. He had a lot of medical complexities. He has Down syndrome and he had a severe cleft lip and palate and a feeding tube. And so we just had to learn so many things all at once and Mm -hmm. um, such an opportunity to get to see God be so faithful. And so Mm -hmm. um, the first chapter of this book is starting in that place with that story Mm -hmm. of just me feeling like, I don't know how to do this. And the reliance Mm -hmm. God that for me, that's really about intentional living is not just about you know, producing more, hustling harder, getting more things mm-hmm. done, but it's about living a life that matters. And that mm-hmm. begins with reliance upon God and really looking to mm-hmm. him, trusting him. We were talking before we went live here about just every day. It's like showing up and giving God mm-hmm. crumbs of like, here's what I have, God, this is what I have mm-hmm. to offer you. And I'm just going to trust you to bless it and yeah. multiply it. And it's interesting because just this morning I was studying that passage of scripture that talks about Jesus blessing the the loaves and the fishes to feed thousands. And I had never noticed before there were two disciples. So he asked them, he, Jesus said to them, like, how are we going to feed the people? And it said, because he was testing them. And I thought, hmm. interesting, like he asked them knowing that he was He's God. He can do everything. But he was asking in order to test them, to test their faith. And I thought, how often does God give us things in our life that we're like, no, I don't want that. But it's Mm. really, he wants to actually get to show up and show Mm. himself, be faithful and mighty on our behalf. But there were two disciples that responded. And one was like, we don't have enough money to feed all these people. And the Mm. other one was, there's five loaves and three fish. And I thought, that in a nutshell is, you know, those two options of this is impossible or here's what we here's have. What I got. Yes. And I just thought, I want to be the, the disciple that's saying, here's, here's what we have. And it like, it feels so impossible, but here's what we have. And I want to just see him take that and multiply it. And I can tell you from firsthand experience that he is so faithful when I just show up and give him what I have. Mm. Oh, that is so encouraging. I love that. Now I want to go read that story again. What a good, good um, application for our own lives. This is what I've got in in whatever area it might be, you know, across the board from parenting to marriage to finances to time. That's just such a beautiful response. Well, one of my favorite things, I'm kind of hopping around here, but I loved the story about your conversation with your editor when she was suggesting this book. And, and you say here that how you manage your time is so simple that you're pretty sure you wouldn't have enough to write a whole book about. And it would let people down to see that it's so plain Jane and no nonsense. And I just want to tell you, this is my favorite thing about the book because I was scared as I opened it to think I'm going to have to learn new systems. I'm going to have to get these apps. I'm going to have to do all these things. And then you say, you're not that way at all. I finally recently, after years and years of doing this online thing we do, I finally started using a Google calendar and you're like, that's your main thing. I'm like, yes, I can do this. And so I love, I think your editor was so right that we want to hear the no-nonsense, simple way of approaching our time. Uh, some people might like those gel markers and, and fancy calendars, but some of us just really want the simple stuff. So I love the story of, of how this book came to be. And 
those things that sound so simple, and this is what I tell people, like the things that seem simple to you are like not necessarily, or I should say seem obvious to you, are actually what most of us need. So can you talk to us a little bit about your four-step system, which I loved because it was not complicated at all? I have to first say, okay, so that reminds me so much of one of the most popular posts on my site, moneysavingmom.com, is how to freeze peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And <laughs> for the I love that. I would do this freezer cooking and I would say, I made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and froze them. And people were like, well, but how did you do that? And I was like, that's awesome. Made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, <laughs> froze them. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, how did you do that? We need a recipe. So there is a recipe on my site oh that is goodness. peanut butter and jelly. You take the bread, you take the peanut butter, you take so the great. bread. And I mean, like, literally it's on my site and people come up to me all the time. They're like, that recipe for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the freezer, it has just saved my changed life. My so, life. <laughs> so it is true. It is true. So often the things that we think, you know, that is obvious for someone else, it could be life changing. And so mm-hmm. oh, yes. Share what you have. But now yes. I'm just, oh, what was the question? Okay, yes, um, the four things. So this is not something that for years I've been like, this is my four-step system. But my editor really challenged me. She's like, Crystal, you do have systems. You Let's do. just pull them out of your head because they, they are mm-hmm. so natural. They just come so mm-hmm. natural because they've just been habits that I have developed yes. over the years. But it is, first off, pray. And I talked about that some, but it's starting my day with that reliance on God. And I really break down what this looks like. Like, what does it look like to actually rely upon God? It's so easy for us to say, just trust Jesus, just rely upon Mm -hmm. him. No, I give you actual prayers that I pray, what it would look like as I'm going into my day and how I pray over my day. So starting it from that posture of, I can't do this in my own strength. I am not enough without Jesus. Um, Secondly, it is to prioritize. And in the book, I outline what I call my six times two priority system because I have two hands. I can hold two things at once. If I try to add any more than that, I'm going to start dropping things and I'm going to feel just weighed down by too much. So Mm -hmm. I just pick two priorities per day to focus on. I love it. And I rotate the priorities that I focus on so that over the course of the week, I have spent quality time in each of the six areas that are my priorities, but only two at a time, two per day. And this has really relieved so much off of me because if you know the feeling of like you're one place, but you really feel like you need to be five other places, I had Mm. that for so long that I would just constantly never be able to be fully present where I was because I always felt like I needed to be doing these other things too. So this system has helped me so that I can just focus and be fully present where I am when I'm there, because I know that the other priorities are going to have that focus as well throughout the week and looking at my week as a whole versus each day as an individual unit and just Mm. trying to prioritize over the course of the week instead of trying to cram everything into one day. So pray, prioritize, and then plan. And so in this section of the book, I talk about how I use Google Calendar, like you talked about, and props to you for setting that up. It has changed my life, even though in the book, I talk about how I did not want it to because it was my husband's idea. be very much like, if you give me the idea, I'm like, no, that won't work for me. If I can, <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. But, but it did. And it really changed my life. And so I share my high 
planning system for using Google Calendar, plus just a simple time block to-do list. And that can sound scary to people, but just breaking it down into really it's you budgeting your day. So you deciding mm. ahead of time how you're going to spend your time. You pre-decide instead of just letting life happen to you. Yes. So budgeting your time, the same thing with money. When you have a budget, then when you spend this money on a particular item, you don't have to worry. Am I going to be able to pay the light bill, you know, buy groceries because we budgeted for those things. So when I have a time budget for my day as well, it allows me again to be fully present where I am. Mm. And that's really my hope of, you know, juggling a lot as the um, subtitle talks about, but doing it from a place and space of peace and joy because yes. we've been intentional and pre-decided so you can be fully present where you are. So um, then also in that section of the book, I talk about um, my habit tracker, which is another thing that has just been so helpful to me to just keep on track and really be able to tell, like, for instance, this week on my habit tracker, my um, sleep line is not mm-hmm. and I notice how it's affecting every single other thing. And so by Mm -hmm. tracking this in just a very simple way, I'm able to kind of very quickly figure out where the things are going awry and to be able to correct course instead of, you know, you get three months down the road and you're at the point of mental breakdown and realize then you're like, I don't even know, like it's just all falling apart. A habit track is really helpful for that. And then the final one is to prep. And this is really about getting things in order. Once you've set up a plan, you have that good foundation of praying and you also have good priorities in place, but then you've got your plan to prep is to actually work the plan. And so I walk you through not only practically how to do that with the morning and evening routine, but also with your mindset. And you were talking about earlier about just this thing of, acting as if you were, like you were saying, mm-hmm. years you've told yourself, I'm not good at budgeting mm-hmm. budgets. I'm not good with money, but I challenge you in the book to stop saying those things. Like mm-hmm. stop saying, I'm not, I can't, I don't. And yes. instead to act as if. So yes. maybe you're never going to be the most organized person, but if you sit there and tell yourself, I'm just not an organized person, you're never going to get anywhere. But if exactly. you act as if you are organized, guess mm-hmm. what? you're probably going to have some organization. Feelings follow action. And so that's the section of the book where I really just challenge you with your mindset and how we can get stuck in these mindsets that just really paralyze us from action. Oh, that is so good. I just am really excited because this is so what I'm living right now and the conversations in our home. And again, which means it's never too late. Like Mm. you can, and I think this applies to so many other things in life. So whatever that thing is that you might think you're not good at, there might be some other area of life that you just assume you'll never be good at. I think we can apply that same mindset to why not start acting as though you were. And and, and with parenting, I, I was just earlier before we recorded, I was on someone else's podcast and they were talking about that overwhelm and parenting and like, you can't do all the things. And that's where I said, you know what? you do have some time in a day. We all have the same number of hours. And yes, I understand some of us are working maybe multiple jobs and have so many responsibilities. However, we get to choose. And sometimes we're choosing to put things on ourselves that do not need to be there, that are just adding extra stress and pressure. And if we really pare it down to what matters most, we're going to find we do have more time than we maybe think we do. So I love uh, just how all of this 
works together. And it's really about living an intentional life. So the blessings are there. Sometimes the work is up front, getting organized, getting a system, but your four steps are really doable. These are not complicated. They're so doable. So I love that. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. I wanted to pause here real quick to tell you about something I know some of you are going to be so happy to hear because Christian Parenting is hosting their fifth annual Perfectly Imperfect Digital event called Every Parent Wants to Know. Now, many of you have been a part of these digital events in the past. I've spoken at almost every one of them, and they're so good. They're so packed with great speakers and amazing topics, and so I don't want you to miss it, and right now, you can get early bird tickets. So plan to join us on April 14th for Every Parent Wants to Know, where we're going to hear from a host of speakers on character, faith in your home, grandparenting, tough topics, and more. And through March 12th, Christian Parenting is offering the early bird discount. Each ticket is only $29 and you'll get access through the end of the year. That means you don't have to show up for just that weekend event. Once you get your ticket, you have the rest of the year to catch all of the speakers. So visit perfectlyimperfect.org to check out the speakers, learn more, and get your ticket today. Again, this is early bird pricing. So go to perfectlyimperfect.org, check out the speakers, get your ticket, and I will see you there. Love how you t- talk about two foundational questions that you ask yourself often. How can I make this easier? And what can I do to simplify this? Uh, tell us maybe how that kind of plays out on a practical way in your days. Yeah, well, you were just talking about this overwhelm. And I think a lot of times we experience overwhelm because one, we are not resting in Jesus. Like we're mm. trying to micromanage our life on our own. Mm. We're trying to white knuckle our way through and forgetting that we have God's spirit in us. Like if we are a child of God, we have God's spirit in us. We are supercharged, as Allie Worthington says, with a supernatural person in us. Like we are superhumans because of the supernatural God. And so Mm -hmm. to lean into that power instead of trying to just, oh, we got to just fix it all ourselves. God didn't call us to fix all the things. You know this, like with your children. Call you to fix your kids, but to mm-hmm. walk with them and love them. And when we release that to him, yeah. when we release whatever we are carrying like that, mm-hmm. it's going to just give us so much more peace and joy. But also I feel like a lot of times then we take on things that aren't mm-hmm. ours to take on. So yeah. whether it's that someone else has said something or they put it on us or we've put it on ourselves where we feel like it needs to be a certain way. Like our home needs to be run a certain way. We need to parent a certain way. We need to, you know, have a certain fitness routine. We need to eat a certain mm-hmm. way. You know, whatever it is that we've put this on ourselves because of other people's expectations or just our own expectations or what we think others' expectations Mm -hmm. are, it causes so much stress in our life. And so I just really challenge people like, what does it look like to just simplify? What Mm -hmm. does it look like to do what God's Mm -hmm. called you to do without feeling like you got to do what he's called her to do Mm -hmm. because you're not her. And so there's a lot of things that we do that are just, you know, a lot of people be like, I didn't know. Really? You can like have your kids stay up later and go to older kids activities. Like I thought you were supposed to have your kids in bed at 7 PM, you know? And if that works for someone, that's amazing. But for us to be like, 
that's what works for us in this season. So we're just going to yes. own it and be confident in it and not psychoanalyze and spend so much time feeling like, oh, are we doing the right thing? I feel like we yes. waste a lot of time psychoanalyzing and second guessing mm-hmm. and it just takes mm-hmm. away our joy. Oh. That is so good. I I love that. And so often I'll get emails, I'm sure you too, but from moms trying to make some decision. And I'm like, you know what? I think you need to trust your gut a little bit more. If you're a believer, if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you probably already know the right answer. And a little game I play with myself when I'm going through something like that is, what would I tell a friend who's struggling with that decision? And whatever I would tell them, tell yourself, because you probably already have the answer. You're just too nervous or insecure in that moment to go with it. So I think oftentimes, you know what values your family wants to hold to. So I love that so much. I want to circle back a little bit to your time block to-do list. Tell us a little bit about how you do this from the calendar to your time block list, because you've got two different things, right? The Google Calendar is online, but then you still use pen and paper, right? Yes. And for me, that has worked really well just because I do have a lot of moving parts in my life just with having (laughs) older kids. You know this, how they have a lot of different moving parts in their life. And so being able Mm -hmm. to keep track of their schedule, especially my 13-year-old son is very involved in multiple sports. And so keeping Mm -hmm. track that. And, um, and then also with the business, multiple calendars for just all of the different business projects that with different people on my team. And then my husband and I each have individual calendars. And then our um, son who um, is two and a half has a lot of therapies and um, doctor's appointments and things. So just keeping track of all of those things. Um, The Google calendar has been very helpful for that because if I were trying to do pen and paper, there's a lot of times where things will get changed Mm. or need to be added to it, or, you know, it'll get canceled. And I feel like uh, if I had a pen and paper calendar, there would just be scribbles and marks all in it. Would, yes. That would just bother me. Like I, I would function well with that. So Google Calendar is great because it's out of sight, out of mind, um, but it's there. And mm-hmm. I can access it at any time. And I also love that you can access it on any device. And when you update it, it's going to update across the board that my husband can see it, that other people on my team can see it and all of that. Um, so then I actually write things as all day task on Google Calendar. So if I think of um, mm. just this morning, I thought of, oh, I, I want to make sure that on Sunday I get this picture taken that I want to use on social media next week. Um, and so I just put it on an all day task or hmm. um, earlier this week we had a group of people over and um, so I needed to prep things for that. And so I was like, okay, what do I need to do to have to host this game night? Well, I need to make sure that I have um, plates, cups, bowls, forks, spoons, all of that. I need mm-hmm. to know what we're going to be playing. I need to know what we're going to be eating. And so I actually broke those down over the course of three days instead of just putting it on mm. as like hosting game night. It was like, okay, make sure we get all the, the forks, plates, spoons, all of that on sure. one day. Next day was figure out the games. Um, and then the next day was prep the house. And, you know, each of those things only took, it was a very short amount of time. Yeah. But by breaking it down like that, then I know, okay, everything's going to be ready. And I it's didn't- an off your brain. Yes, onto it's off paper. my brain. And so on Wednesday when we hosted, it was about 20 minutes before people came that I just went around the house really quickly. And I just, you know, made sure that the bathrooms were clean. And, and so it was, it makes things like that, that maybe could mm. feel like a lot. It breaks them mm-hmm. down very doable. And it's the same across the board for so many areas of my life. So I put it on my calendar as all day task and just 
based upon when it needs to be done by or when would be a good time to have it done by. And then if there are any time sensitive things, like if it's, you know, some get together on a, at a certain time or some doctor's appointment or whatever, then I mm-hmm. also put it on my calendar. So then the night before I just look at the next day and I mm-hmm. see what are the all day tasks and what are mm-hmm. the time task. And then I make my time block to-do list based upon that. And I put the most important priorities first because Mm -hmm. I want to get those done earlier in the day. But I Mm -hmm. also make sure to have a lot of breathing room because Mm. interruptions are going to happen, especially if you have um, teenagers or little ones (laughs) interruptions are going to happen. And so making sure that there's each time block is padded with extra time for that. Mm -hmm. And then also near the end of the day, I usually have at least two to four hours that I don't plan things to just allow for the unexpected that's going to come up and to give space to be able to just sit with my teenagers or just be present um, mm. together with a friend or just be there for a friend. What you know, Whatever God kind of brings into my day, I've mm. allowed extra time for that so that when something comes up, like a friend is all of a sudden texting and she needs to get on a fo- the phone and have a phone call. I can Mm. usually have the space to be like, sure, you know, can we talk in 30 minutes versus if I packed my day completely full, I wouldn't have the space to be able to be Uh present. But some Mm. people would be like, well, that sounds though, if I have this, you know, plan that sounds really regimented. But again, like we talked about, when you pre-decide, it actually gives you so much more freedom. Freedom fully Mm. present. Like I can be here in this interview and not worry about the 15 other things that are also coming today because I've planned for them. There's time for them. Talking about, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and having all of those things. When I do this, I do it before I go to bed. So then I go to bed and, and I don't have to be thinking of all Mm. the, or wondering Mm -hmm. how is tomorrow going to happen? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's all planned. And the other thing that I love about this is that you cannot try to cram 36 hours worth of work into a 24-hour day. Right, right. So it challenges you to prioritize well and pre-decide what is most important. And then to say, okay, well, you know what? We're at 4 p.m. and I need to allow some wiggle room for the rest of the day. And so I'm going to have to put the other things on another day. You know, I'm going to have to decide to delete or to delegate Mm -hmm. um, or to just move to another day because I want to make sure that I'm not cramming too much into each single day. Yes. And I think that takes also just a little bit of humility to say, I'm not superwoman. I have the same number of hours in my day as everyone else. And I just appreciate this so much. I think that sometimes again, and this applies to all areas of life, but the the simple things are not necessarily easy. Sometimes I think there's a reason people go chasing after complicated systems and and plans and and all the different, you know, what they hope will be a shortcut or a hack. Because in whether it's from our diet and exercise to our money, sometimes the simplest things are the hardest, Mm -hmm. but but they're so worth it. And mm-hmm. so I love that you outline just the simple steps that we all need and we can really get rid of, I mean, can probably save a lot of money and, and time just by going, getting back to the basics and saying, am I doing the most obvious, simple things that are usually the last thing we want to do, but they work. And, mm-hmm. and so I love it. 
And also, I just before we wrap up, I, I wanted you to share a little bit more about your work with with foster and adoption. And I got to meet Sweet David, and and so maybe you can just tell us a little bit about that part of your life. Just for those who are interested, it's something I just love so much, and would love for you to have a chance to share about if there's anything people might be interested in learning more about with that. Yes. So like I talked about at the beginning, we had 10 years of secondary infertility and um, we really wanted to have more kids, just kind of felt this, you know, when you just have this hole in your heart, like God's put that there. And we um, went through the fertility testing. We were hoping to be able to do IVF or something, and we weren't even candidates for IVF. And so Mm. we really had to grieve that loss of what we thought Mm -hmm. was going to be. And just we're like, okay, but God's given us these three children. Like what Mm -hmm. have you promised to God that we wouldn't be able to do if we had more kids? And um, so we were doing some missionary work um, around the globe and some different things and gotten to um, go travel as a family and just be involved in that. Um, But then God just opened up our hearts to foster care through some friends that were fostering. And we realized, you know, we have space in our hearts. We have space in our home. We had no idea that children were sleeping in the DCS offices right in our own area because there just aren't homes. And so we signed up for the classes. We went through the licensing process and um, it wasn't easy and it was scary, but we just really felt like God was calling us to this. And the last week um, of our last home study walkthrough, the lady was going to come over and sign up for home. I was just feeling super stressed and on edge. And I was like, mm. what, what is going on? Like, I'm usually mm. really calm. Like, what is this? And then I realized I was talking to my husband and he was like, well, you're, you know, you're two weeks late. Like maybe like you're going through early menopause or something. And so he was like, I said, I better just call my OB. And he's like, well, why don't you just take a pregnancy test? Cause you know, they're going to ask you if you've taken one. So let's take a pregnancy test. So you can tell them you took a pregnancy test and get that over. So I took a pregnancy test and then it was positive. Um, wow. it, you know, one of those things where uh, it, it was a newfangled pregnancy test. You know, I hadn't taken one that was a digital one that said pregnant or not pregnant. Oh, and so wow. popped up right away. And I was like, well, it must just take a little while for the not to come not. up. Not. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't. Anyway. It never came. Um, we kept, we're like, okay, God, this is not what we were expecting, but um, kept on with fostering because we just felt like he's led us this far. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep yeah. on. And so four weeks before I had um, our now two and a half year old Kirsten, um, we brought home a sweet little boy from the NICU um, and he um, was with us for eight months and then reunified mm-hmm. with his mom. And that was a mm-hmm. really beautiful, but also just brutal mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. of yeah. loving a child as your own and then um, giving them back um, yeah. to their mom and mm-hmm. um, getting to walk with his mom from rehab to reunification. And God really wow. breaking my heart um, wow. because I had so much anger towards her when I first met mm-hmm. her. Like, How could you do this to your son? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then God just showed me over and over and over how, you know, I don't know what it's like to walk in her shoes. And mm-hmm. Um, he just gave me so much love for her and um, wow. how I couldn't criticize her. Had I had the same life experience as she had with no support, I mm. probably would have made worse decisions. And mm. so sure. I'm just going to cheer her on. And um, he's been back with her for over two years and wow. is still thriving. We have a close relationship. We get to okay. see him regularly. And that's just such a gift. Um, and so then three months after he reunified, um, we said yes to David and he was with us for 22 months before we adopted him. Um, that was not 
our expectation, like we didn't go into it ever thinking that we would adopt him, but God just worked a lot of things. I share the story in the book of just mm-hmm. God changed our hearts. And it was just a beautiful story of seeing his hand in something and how it went completely differently than we expected, but it was so much better. Um, mm-hmm. We just have a passion for um, children who are vulnerable and just um, really wanting to step into and say yes to what God's called us to. And I don't believe that everyone is called to foster care adoption, but I do believe that everyone is called to, as James one twenty seven says, you know, visit the fatherless and widows. And so what does that look like in your life? Is that the elderly? Is that, um, you know, the single mom? Like what, what does that, what does that look like in your life? Um, Jesus did not call us to live safe, comfortable lives. And if that's what we're pursuing, then we are pursuing the antithesis to what Christianity truly is. Wow. And so just really challenging myself constantly of stepping into the hard places, stepping mm-hmm. into where it's risky and scary, because that's where you get to rely upon Jesus like never yeah. before and mm-hmm. see him show up and be so faithful and break your heart for the mm-hmm. thing, break his heart. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. Since you touched on your story, tell us a little bit about what happened next, because another surprise came along the way too. And, and, and this is part of the story of writing the book. Tell us how that all played out. It's quite crazy. (laughs) Yes. So like I said, we weren't expecting to adopt David. There was another family that was um, planning to adopt him. And then um, six months after he'd been with us for six months and they were we were going to start the process of him being moved to this other home um, because that's kind of how it works in the Tennessee mm-hmm. foster care system um, if a child's going to be adopted. And um, their family just really felt like the door was closing for them. And so we were honestly really devastated because it was just, it felt like the perfect family, like mm-hmm. everything, all the boxes and so much mm-hmm. more. And we just, this whole, like, first five months since we'd met them, like, just saw, like, this was such a God story. Mm. Look, you know, and then for him to close, you know, for that door to just get closed, like, why God, what on earth? But really quickly, it became so clear to us that it was because God was calling us to say yes. Mm. And, um, so for all of our family to be on board with that, knowing that he's probably going to need, you know, long-term, lifelong caregiving. Mm-hmm to see our kids, like for their hearts to be changed, to say yes to that. Um, so that was in the middle of writing the book. So I'd said mm-hmm. yes to writing the book. And so that was maybe six weeks into my, so I had probably, I'm thinking that was, that was um, October and mm-hmm. my writing deadline, it was supposed to be done in February. So I was thinking, okay, because we had said yes with the writing deadline, thinking that he was going to be moving to this other home. Mm-hmm. I was going to be freeing up time for me to be able to do this. And so we're like, okay, no, okay. I'm just going to trust you, God. You're going to give me the time to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, four weeks later, <laughs> now that, that I was expecting again. And so uh, this book was written in the middle of so much transition, so much unexpected and also morning, noon and night sickness. And um, just... Oh having to trust God, like, had I known that, you know, going in that that yeah, was good. No way. Like, there's no way I can write this book. Like yeah. I, there's mm-hmm. no way, mm-hmm. but I thought, okay, God, I'm going to trust you for this. And <laughs> it do, do these principles really work? Like if, yeah, if they really right. work, then in the middle of complete unexpected and yes. what would be a very difficult season, can I actually live this out as well? 
And um, so I, the last chapter of the book is the chapter I never expected to write. That's what it's called. And <laughs> yes. it shares how I implemented these principles, mm-hmm. even in the middle of all of that. And when I just really had to streamline and focus, but was able to actually get the book done early by the grace of God. I don't even know how. And wow. it was, I had to be so any one of your um, listeners who they've had, you know, pretty intense um, morning sickness, or as I call morning, noon, and night sickness, um, they will know that like, if there's something that you spend a lot of time, like listening to or watching or reading or whatever, like then for the rest of your life, that thing will make you sick. Um, And so I was, I had to almost distance myself from writing the book as in I was typing the words, but trying to like pretend that like I was not connected with the book for, for a number of months because I, what I didn't want to happen is that every time I like looked at these words or saw this book, it made me like I was going to puke. So (laughs) There are YouTube videos and songs and things like that. I can no longer like every time I hear them yeah. because mm-hmm. it was like my daughter listened to all during that time that I'm like, sure, that yeah. just makes so somehow, grace <laughs> of God, this book does not make me want to puke. So I'm, oh. um, oh, I but- love it. Oh, that is such a story and so crazy. Anyone who can track along with that will know that, yeah, you you had to depend on God for that. And also these systems do work. And and so the sooner you put them into place, the better. We don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. We don't know what life's gonna look like. And so I think that being intentional about our time is is just something that we'll never ever regret. So I'm excited to try some new things, to up my game. Um, following you, you know, on the money saving side, but also on the time saving side. So I'm so excited. All right. I've kept you long enough. There's so much more we could talk about. Hopefully we'll have you back on just to chat more. Maybe people have follow-up questions. They can send those in over in show notes and, and maybe we can have you back to talk more. But before we go, I'd love to ask all my guests, if you can share something from your life that you would call amazing, a pleasant surprise, or something that's caused you wonder in your life recently, if you can share that with everyone. Yes. So it was really hard to narrow this down to one thing. (laughs) I think I'm going to bring a cleaning hack, which is not really my normal, but Mm -hmm. so there's a cleaner that I got around Black Friday. It was, I think it was actually, yes, it was um, Small Business Saturday. I got it. Um, And it's called Clean Angel Miraculous Cleaner. It was somebody who follows me online. It's their family's business. And she happened to just say that they were having a sale on it. So I was like, I don't know. I mean, miraculous clean angel cleaner. We could always use that at our house. We got a lot of stains and stuff. So I bought it and this stuff lives up to its name. I cannot, we have white couches and people always ask, how do you keep your couches white? Well, I can just spray a little bit of this on there and scrub it no matter what. Like the other day there was a big chocolate stain and it just took it right off. It has taken every single thing that I have used it on, and I've used it on a lot in the last two months, okay. and it's taken it off. So you can get it on Amazon, okay. and Amazon. I like, I need to be like a brand rep for them or something because- No kidding. Oh, <laughs> well, but I'm not getting paid. I'm just saying- you know, I'm going to order it today. I will order it today, and I'll put a link to it in show notes. That sounds amazing. I mean, the name alone, Clean Angel Miraculous Cleaner. It's got to be good. Wow. I love that. Okay. And for anyone who hasn't already been following you online, where can people track you down and follow you today? 
So I love to hang out on Instagram. I'm the money saving mom on Instagram. And I share a lot on stories, just behind the scenes, everyday, real life, time saving stuff, as well as money saving. And then if you like great deals or just using your money intentionally, moneysavingmom.com is the place to go. Woo. I'm so excited. I just am um, becoming more of a fan every day. So thank you so much and God bless you. Keep up the great work. You're inspiring so many of us. So just so glad that, um, that, that, uh, last chapter was written because, um, this, this book is an important one and God knew what you didn't know. And I'm glad it all came together the way it did. So thank you so much for your time and for being with us. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, friends, I hope that you were encouraged and inspired by everything that Crystal shared. And of course, her book is packed with a whole bunch more of all that practical good stuff. And there's links to her book and any notes I took from this episode over in the show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash crystal dash pain. And that's spelled P-A-I-N-E. All right, friends, thank you so much for being a part of this community. I would love it if you'd continue to share about this podcast, the rebranding with your friends, um, maybe people you work with. You can take a screenshot right here of this episode and share it to your social media stories. That is always so helpful. And if you do, be sure to tag me on Instagram. I'm at Monica Swanson underscore. All right, you guys, let people know that this is the Monica Swanson podcast that we're talking about. Yes, raising boys, but also a whole bunch of other topics now. So invite your friends to tune in, check it out, be a part of this community. All right. We got a great lineup in the weeks ahead. Can't wait to be back with you again next week. So have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.